Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, on today's episode I have one of my professors from Grand Valley actually here with me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Jill hinton Wolf. I am an adjunct professor here at Grand Valley. I teach uh, PR cases and management and media relations writing, and I love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's really good. So one thing that I really enjoy about, I'm in her media relations class, and it's really insightful to have somebody that's actually working and doing PR, talking about it, and she actually has a business that she talks about in class. So would you like to share a little bit about that business? Sure. Um, I am the co-founder of a company called Go Scavenger Hunts. Uh, We do corporate team building and sort of experiential marketing where we work with teams from uh, corporations like Nike, Amway, Pfizer, uh, Home Depot, all over the country. And we have an app that we use where we send teams on scavenger hunts. And it sounds like a fairly simple proposition, but it uh, allows these teams to get out, move around, uh, connect with each other, get out of their comfort zones a little bit, and just have sort of a great day being out building uh, trust together and uh, having a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. So what's your story? How did you get to where you are now? Well, that's a long story, but the short version is uh, I came to Grand Valley after I graduated from high school uh, in Troy, uh, over on the other side of the state, did a year, my freshman year here, and then uh, decided sort of on a whim to join the U.S. Army. So did three years of that, uh, where I actually was very lucky and got to do some public affairs uh, okay. for the U.S. Army um, and in an, a military intelligence unit, which is kind of interesting to do, right, because we're... The things we're doing are pretty uh, hush-hush, but to do public affairs was it was great. Uh, I did a year in San Antonio, Texas, and 14 months in uh, Camp Humphreys, Korea. Came back, uh, ended up back in Grand Rapids, where I started, I finished my degree at Grand Valley in advertising and PR with a minor in writing, and then worked in corporate America for companies like Hayworth, Lambert Edwards, uh, ADAC Automotive, Spectrum Health, and before I finally got to um, got the opportunity to compete in a business plan, which gave me the money I needed to start my business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's the short version. Okay. So since this podcast is going to focus on entrepreneurship, how do you think that your PR skills have helped you run a business? Well, PR is hugely about strategy, right? Having mm-hmm. this sort of this big concept that um, that you're running your campaign under and all your tactics and objectives fall under that strategy. And that is very much like running a business, uh, to be able to stay the course, understand exactly what your goals are, and uh, keep plugging away, keep having the discipline and the consistency to uh, do the things that you need to do to follow mm-hmm. the plan. It's very similar to running a PR campaign. Similarly, it also involves a lot of rejection. So being a PR person, um, you just have to get comfortable with calling people up and, and them not returning your calls or your emails, but to, to keep trying and have different ways of approaching things, telling different stories is often a really good way. Mm-hmm. And certainly I found that in running my own business. Yeah. 
So you also had a different company called um, Outdoor or Outdoor Book Club. Correct. So how did you use different PR skills for di- those different companies? So Outdoor Book Club was definitely a pet project of mine, and it differed from a lot of the work that I'm doing now in that it was uh, business to consumer, right? Mm-hmm. So I had my customers were women, um, often they were either baby boomer women who were kind of like their kids had just flown the nest or were looking for some adventure, or they were sort of millennials who were uh, finished with college, had a little bit of spare money, but were also very interested in experiences and getting out and um, hiking and backpacking and canoeing and doing all this with a with a book as the center. Mm-hmm. So that required a much different strategy than what I use now for my corporate clients, which I'm doing business to business work. So it meant uh, reaching out and taking risks uh, to contact local news stations. We were covered here in Grand Rapids and in Traverse City. It meant um, reaching out to my mentors at the time. I had several military uh, high-level executives and seeing what opportunities they could get me and did end up getting featured on Forbes' website. I think the concept itself, like outdoor book club, um, taking women outdoors Mm -hmm. and doing it around a book, is interesting enough that people want to know more. So uh, that's definitely... And we, and we got a lot of coverage, and ultimately I ended up deciding that the business model wasn't exactly right, but I still really enjoy getting outdoors with women, do it three or four times a year. Cool. I just don't um, I just don't take money for it. We just go out and have fun. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. So with Ghost Scavenger Hunts, how are you able to meet a national audience since you're local to Grand Rapids? It's really difficult, uh, but the... The word of mouth that we get is actually probably our biggest uh, sales tool. When we're able to say that we worked with companies like uh, Sun Microsoft Systems or Sun Microsystems and Nike and Home Depot and uh, I'm trying to think of all the cool companies we've worked with, uh, that goes a long way. When mm-hmm. we, you know, when we work with big companies that have a great brand reputation to say, look, here's what they've said about us. And then they pass our name on to their colleagues. It's another thing we do as a huge kind of referral program. We, after the hunts, we tell people, the clients, you know, we had a great time. Looks like you had a great time. If you know anybody that you think would want to do something similar, please let us yeah. know. And that ends up um, kind of being our best, uh, our best sales tool. We also use a CRM that allows us to reach out uh, to companies. We, we try to target companies that have been named the best companies to work for in that city. Okay. So whether it's Boulder or Austin or mm-hmm. Tampa, we find those companies, we find the, the HR people and the people in charge, and then we reach out to them via email and then keep, um, keep reaching out to them until we get an answer that's either, hey, yeah, actually, I've been meaning to get back to you, or... Uh, you know, no thanks, not this time, and that's fine. And, and but we've got you know plenty of other people that we can move on to. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So since you have that writing history and experience, how does PR play a role in that, and how does that come into what you do with your with your company? I think it's cliche sometimes for professors and and PR and marketing people in general to talk about storytelling, but mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to, and it's not something that you can learn like grammar or you know if there's no real uh formula for it sometimes like when we talk about in class about writing headlines or uh, creating a strategic plan storytelling is really about having a gut feeling about what people will connect with and then 
uh, uh, you know, forming it in a way so that they find that interesting and they connect with you and see you as um, an organization that's worth liking and trusting and doing business with. Yeah. So when you're doing these, this storytelling, do you do research on your, on each company to try to like fit the story for them? We do once we get the contract or once we even, depending on the client, get a little bit of a nibble. So in order to uh, do these custom scavenger hunts that we mm -hmm. do, I really do have to ask, um, what is the story of this company? What is their culture? What's important to them? What are their new products coming out? What I take a look at their news releases and their social media so that I know. Yeah. Like one company we worked with was sponsoring um, a player on the LPGA golf tour. And so we integrated that into some of the challenges. So, yeah, it really is about telling a story that those employees know and feels meaningful for them and then getting them engaged in, in mm -hmm. ways that are really interesting and fun for them. Yeah, that's cool since you're doing it from here that you're able to make those connections with different cities and different companies without right. being there physically. It, it's, a, it's an incredible business model. We are really excited. I get to use my creativity to write the challenges. I get to, and, and to tell the story of the business. Uh, I get to use my technical skills to um, run the analytics and mm -hmm. create the website. And it's just, it's fantastic to be able to, um, and plus, you know, you just got to have some good, uh, Google Maps chops too because if you're having people find specific places which is not always the case a lot of the challenges can be done really anywhere mm -hmm. but it's a little bit more fun when you incorporate you know if especially we're working with a nonprofit if we incorporate some of their donors to be part of the hunt yeah and do that kind of work it does require that you yeah have some good Google foo as I like to mm -hmm. say um, but yeah it's it's a lot of fun do you think some startups fail because they don't have proper marketing, promotion, or media relations tactics? It can be. People start businesses for all different reasons. Um, and I know with me, I have a background in marketing and PR, so mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it's like to, to not have that background. However, and, and so I would say that my problem with my first business was that maybe I spent too much time on marketing um, and social media when I hadn't built up enough of an audience mm -hmm. yet. But I think probably the one thing that is important for every business owner or entrepreneur to get really clear on is who it is they're talking to. And we talk about that in class, right? You have to do the research on who yeah. are your clients, what's important to them, what do they value, what are their biggest problems, and how can you help them solve that? And, mm -hmm. and that was probably the problem with Outdoor Book Club that I didn't go into as much as I should have, was really understanding um, how to position the company in a way that was engaging enough that people were willing to pull out their credit cards for it. Yeah, uh, You know, it, it was fun, and I think that people, the, especially the women, really connected with the idea, but ultimately um, I spent too much time focusing on, you know, posting to Twitter when really I should have been out focusing more on sales. So, gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. Do you have any advice for somebody that wants to start their own business? Oh, I could talk. That's a whole other podcast. I love <laughs> talking uh, to new uh, entrepreneurs, especially women, because I think we're this great combination of head in the clouds, aspirational dreamers, mm -hmm. but also we have to be very practical about the resources that we have and how we're going to use them. Uh, I guess I have two pieces of advice. One, if you can avoid borrowing money or taking out loans to start your business, 
you will come out ahead in the long run. It's hard. Not all businesses can start, especially uh, if you have like a, you know, equipment that you need. You may need to borrow that money. But if you can avoid it, then do it because you will learn more from the bootstrapping and figuring out how to get it done uh, without borrowing huge sums of money uh, than you will just going to the bank and having your great uncle co-sign for it <laughs> or um, whatever. The other uh, sort of piece of advice I would offer is uh, something that I learned from transitioning from Outdoor Book Club to go scavenger hunts, and that is that you, if you can find a way to sell to businesses as opposed to consumers, getting started in consumers, especially if you have to manufacture a product, is so hard. It's so hard. So I was just working with two women vets, their sisters, and one's Army and one was Air Force, and they create these greeting cards um, that they send to veterans who are deployed overseas, which okay. is a big deal, right? Yeah. Like you're in this war zone a lot of times, you're away from your family, your friends, you don't always know what's gonna happen mm -hmm. day to the next, one day to the next. So to get this card from your family or from, from people that you know and love is, is really important. And they're pitching this business actually next week and I said, I think this is a great business idea, but in order to make money, you may have to find a, another revenue stream. And that might be going to um, real estate agents or mortgage brokers or, or banks that have clients that they want to send thank you cards to. Mm -hmm. They can buy them in bulk, right? They buy them regularly. You know they're going to keep buying them. And that's going to be a revenue stream that might help you subsidize getting your cards in, you know, smaller boutique stores right. so that, that consumers can buy them. So if there's a way to have some B2B element of your business, it will, we've certainly found that. When we started off, we were doing scavenger hunts for bachelorette parties and birthday parties. And, you know, I love being a part of people's celebrations, but there's just so many more cogs in the machine when it comes to trying to get people all organized and get paid uh, mm -hmm. when you're working that way. So that, that would be my advice. Okay. And do you think that entrepreneurs should hire PR people or look into some PR skills and techniques to help their business? You know, I sympathize with entrepreneurs trying to make every dollar work really hard. I think it was Bill Gates said if he had something like if he had $3, he would spend two of it on PR. And I can certainly appreciate that. So yes, the short answer is yes. If you're just starting out and you don't have a ton of resources, I would say hire interns. That's what we've done. It's an incredible experience. It's great for the students because they get to learn real mm -hmm. world. They know more than you do. They're willing to offer your advice, but they also get to learn from you. And they get that chance to know what it's like to actually work with a real client. Mm -hmm. uh, I suggest you pay them. You just don't have to pay them nearly as much as you would pay a PR firm. Yeah. So that's totally what I would suggest. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I am just thrilled that you asked me, and <laughs> I think this is great that you're doing this, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. No, I think that it's just really, really nice to have professors that are actually involved in what they're teaching, and then being able to bring that into the classroom and to talk about the real-life experiences is so valuable for us, so I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode 